Echo fills the ancient sky There's heard one universal cry Percussions, movement, a rhythmic blend Hands that heal, bodies mend The dance to capture, visions lost Regain freedom at all cost Broken lives we all endure Remembering wholeness is the cure Hello and welcome to another episode of Jen's Gems with me, Marvin Schneider, and Jen Ward. Hi, Jen. Hi, Marvin. Thanks for tuning in. For the listeners, what's going on? So should we give them the big update? What's the big update? You better give me the big update first. The, The man who says, oh, we'll never have dogs in our bed. Never have dogs in our bed. Me and him are are laying on the edge of both sides of the bed because we have three puppies between us and <laughs> and they take up they're like this little and they take up like three quarters of the bed it's so funny it's hilarious and we've got um a whole flock of galahs that are starting to buzz our backyard which is interesting yeah. i know i've been asking them for a while to come and this is the first day that they've come and it's like so we thought it was really special for us to do a Jen's Gem. What would be really interesting is if their squawking makes it into the audio, right? So if the listener can actually hear what a galar or a pack of flight of galars squawking actually sounds like. It's it's really healing. All the birds around here are like, I swear they're little people with 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 feathers in a good way. I mean, they're not <laughs> helpful to people. But... So there was one... Um, Galar that came sat on the bird feeder and we're just looking at him and he had a real personality Um, and you can tell when they I think they heard my voice through the glass because he's doing that thing that they do when they're listening (laughs) wow babies so other than them being, you know, really smart and having a personality and you said they carry good energy, um, what's the what's the relevance of the Galar thing to a Jen's gem other than it's a well, fun story? People, people think that only humans transcend to the fifth dimension. And it's like, that's not so. All, all of life transcends to the fifth dimension and purifies and everything. And my sense is the birds and the trees and some species are already there well before humans are. If I look out the window every now and then, I'm just checking out the glass. So it's not that I'm not paying attention to the audience. Yeah, or me. Babies, get with the program. You get with the program. You grow up. Um. What else? Having some interesting dreams, the intensity of, you know, all of the shifting and the ascension and the awakening process seems to have some intensity, which seems to be amping up a little bit. So um, well, I've been having sort of very vivid dreams. I think you have as well. A lot of other people are as well on our interactive 5D forum, our little weekly get together with a group of people. Yeah, that's really special. If anyone can join it, that's great. Um, what I've been seeing when I 
that place between dream and um, um, laying in bed is when I when I'm walking around the other worlds, I'm seeing these light beings of different cultures and stuff around different buildings. It's really interesting. So I was like driving um, down near the planetarium in my hometown, my old hometown in Rochester, New York. And there was this Alden Light, this royal king and queen and some of their their um what are they called their people their staff standing around the front of of the um planetarium and it was just really surreal and stuff and i'm just watching because i don't know what it means and then we go to another we keep driving and then there's a different city and then i see these huge they're like chinese acrobats like like 20 foot tall chinese acrobats and these these um puppet outfits and stuff and they're like there's one or two of them and then there's like more of them and they're like just um synchronized and then they have this kind of shining light of different colors in them and stuff so i don't know if it's good or bad it's just fascinating right and then i went to the mall and then all i saw was zombies zombies like humans, yeah humans first they were just people walking around that you know didn't have a thought of giving in their mind but what's happening is people who are out there who don't outflow at all who just think about themselves are basically zombies yeah and so we've been we've been in the zombie takeover for a while so figuratively so, though well you say figuratively but in my in my imagery, it's literal. And so, yeah, so so, what we try to do is wake people up and, like, knock them out of that zombie state so they can be part of the higher consciousness, which I think is great to do during the Lionsgate right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the Lionsgate is a portal that sort of spans a period of time ending on the 8th of August, which is a couple of days from now, by the way, just so you know. I think it's the 11th. 8th is, is it the 8th? Have you read? Not not I sure. I, I'm not into that kind of stuff. It's, um, um, I mean, I'm happy to listen to other people's, you know, planets aligning this and that, and it's going to create all this, you know, energy, and, and that's all good, but I don't study it in any way. It's mm -hmm. just I don't have the, the head space for that. But here's the thing. People need to shift their paradigms from taking to giving. Yeah. From influx to outflow. Yep. And it's like, it's it's easier to see in other people. It's easier yep. to see people who are walking around on their phones and, you know, not interacting with people or not engaging or not giving anything of themselves. It's easy to see them. But it's harder to recognize in ourselves. Yep. And what we have to do is we have to... um remove those block blockages in those places that we don't outflow. And instead of, it's almost like our energy is blocked at the places we don't outflow. And we need to outflow in every single way. So anyone who's been following um, this YouTube channel for a little while, um, particularly the work that you and I do together, will know that 
a big part of my work is is basically mirroring the work that you're doing, Jen, at an individual level, but at a more collective level in the business mm-hmm. community, business and investment community. And um, I've just start up, started up my own little podcast series called Transforming Business. Um, it's not and, little. It's just understated. It's not. Well, little. it's only just started. So, um, you know, I'm slowly building an audience. Um but, you know, it takes an effort to build an audience on a, you know, from a, a you know, a, a zero start to start up a channel. But the, the thing is that I'm going to be talking about all the transformation work required in the business and investment communities so that those two communities serve humanity. And there's a lot to do on it. And it's there's a lot more to do on it than people realize. And it's like, eh, you know, we'll just do this little ESG thing and, you know, Anyone that's in the business community will know what that means, right? And it's, but it's way more fundamental than that. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. And the thing is that the first shift that needs to happen um, is a, a, a shift in consciousness amongst the business leaders. And so that's one of the topics that uh, I'm going to address um, fairly soon. Um, do you need to do that now or can can you wait like... Okay, so let's, we'll just, sorry, we'll just pause this and we'll come back in a second. All right, we are back online. Uh, just had a little bit of a break. Um, so I was just saying that um, the work that I'm doing in the business community, it, it really needs to start with a shift of, you know, consciousness amongst the business leaders. And it really is, um, to your point, business needs to get the idea that the purpose of business is to serve humanity and so it's got a sort of a, a noble intent around the purpose, which is all about the outflow. So if the primary mindset is how do I make a lot of money, you're on the wrong path right from the beginning. And that's what fundamentally needs to change first. And what's really interesting about that, you say that, but people at the core think that they're here for life to give to them. They don't realize that they're here fundamentally to give back to life. So yep. that's why our our two um, messages are are syn- symbiotic. Um it's well because- in, in synergy, yeah. There's yeah. there's a symbiosis. Yeah. So anyway, enough of that. Um anyone that's interested in following the work that we're doing in the business community can subscribe to my channel. Just Google uh, sorry, just search for on YouTube valuation insights. That's the my company branding, that's kind of what I operate under. And there's a whole playlist uh, around business, transforming business, I think is what the playlist is called. And so you can just follow along. It's on Genuine Healing too. Um, Oh, okay. So you've you've linked to it. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So they can follow your playlist from mine. Very good, babies. Um, Anyway, enough of that. This is not about my work. It's about genuine healing. Well, so, what's the difference, babies? We're that's true. Humanity, so. That's true. Um, tomatoes. <laughs> quite true. We say tomatoes. You do say tomatoes? Yes, babies, we do. How do you say potatoes? Potatoes, not potatoes. How do you say, how do you say Datsuns? Datsuns, the, the car manufacturer? The dog. Dashhounds. 
Datsuns. I'll call him a dash hound, but that's just me. Tell him about the funny breed we met yesterday, Buster. He was so cute. Just such a friend of Little Merle. He was a cross between a Jack Russell and a pug, and I think they call him a jug. <laughs> yeah, he was a jug. It's official. He's a jug. Maybe I oh. used to have jugs, but they weren't dogs. <laughs> Baby, this is a family show, so moving on. <laughs> You're blushing, it's so funny. It is funny. Um, so Buster, the jug, the cross between <laughs> the, the dog jug, the breed jug, the cross between a Jack Russell and a pug. He's um, so cute. He was cute. Um, and I think that cross breeding um really helps because pugs are just interesting. They all breed. look like Don Rickles. Have you ever seen the comedian Don Rickles? No. I'll show you a picture, and every single pug looks like Don Rickles. Look it up, okay. people. So there's a deliberate attempt to just alter the physiology of the standard pug to make them just – I think it was for health reasons. It, it, the, the, well, the face, the nose is more broadened rather than flattened, and I think it helps so them. Cute. They are really cute. But the the interesting thing about Buster, which is the name of this jug – um, is he was really energetic with our three puppies. And so basically for about, what do you reckon, 20 minutes, half an hour, yeah. they were doing laps around the park, just chasing each other. And it's almost like they had a, um, they were playing a game of, um, a, what's it called the, the kids play, you know, who's in, I'm, I'm it. And then they race and tag each Hi. other. So they used to run around. One of the dogs would just sort of tag the guy, the dog running away. And then they'd change roles. And it was just really coordinated game going on for about 20 minutes. But the great thing about that is that when we put the dogs in the car, they were out like a light. Yep. Right? That and was then they, great. They slept. I was wondering if the audience could see you as a as a dog park whore. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that means. I mean, it's like, like you go to the dog park and we're waiting for any dog to come and play with our dogs and stuff and run them out and stuff. So we're sitting there like, it's so funny because I haven't felt this needy since I've been to the bars in the 20s. And so we're, we're sitting in the middle of this dog park and there's no dogs there and we're watching the gate. It's like, please come, please come. And then a dog will come and we're eyeing up. Will this be the one? Will this be the one to play with our kids and stuff? And it's just, it's working out those engrams of being, you know, the single person in a bar and watching the door for the next single guy to come in or whatever. The oh, okay. Um, hmm. I don't have too much experience with that. Babies. Anyway, back on to the spiritual content of this episode you had a client um recently which was really interesting and you wanted to without divulging you know the confidential things about that session but there's something really important that came out of it which is really interesting i kind of just quickly say um people that have private sessions with jen not only do they get you know significant amount of healing but it adds to the understanding, and then we share that into the collective. And the more that people allow those sessions to be put up on YouTube so others can benefit, um, 
Um, it's great. It's a great resource. Anyway, over to you. Yeah. Well, that session isn't up, but no. um, but the um, ooh, <laughs> so this this woman was um, uh, energy healer, mm-hmm. and. You know, she was wondering why she was in pain and whatever, you know, because she's an energy healer. She she was aware of energy. She she got it and everything. She was feeling the energy. And it came out slowly and slowly between her between her lifetimes. She was terrified of the Lords of Karma, like the Judgment Day is what mm-hmm. you hear about it in religion. So in a past lifetime, she was a zealot and she's. She a, a, re- a religious zealot, you mean? Yeah. Okay, because you can have all sorts of zealots. Well, she was a religious zealot, and she she was like, she was so anxious to meet her maker because she said, "I, you know, I'm going to be sit to the right side of the throne." I'm just embellishing now, but this is this. No, you, you, you tell a good story, babies. But it is it is the session but it's also um um you know it's not right anyway so I, I'm getting more sure. so 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 people are trained that if they um do everything that god wants and they whatever they sit to the right hand side of god right and so yeah. she was expecting that place and then she gets to the other side and it's not like that at all she uh-huh. has to go uh, um and go like an atonement. before the lords of karma uh-huh. and get atonement for everything she's done. Well, in her zealotness, she had pulled people off their organic path to truth. Right. And she pulled them on an artificial path where it caused them a lot of pain. Uh-huh. So she was blindsided by the lords of karma because she thought she was just perfect. She thought she had made it and arrived. Uh-huh. And so... Now, in this lifetime, she was in this caregiving service industry, and she was doing everything she could to make amends because she was terrified of going up against the Lords of Karma again. But what came out of that, which was really fascinating to you, I think, was that so so those awakening to the fifth dimension don't need to go, go before the Lords of Karma anymore. And you don't need the whole thing about karma and retribution. You just need to awaken to your own empowerment and just shift. Just You can shift on a dime if you want. Basically, that's what we're doing in the retreat is we're teaching people how to shift on a dime so they can awaken and not have to go through all the karmic and all the stuff that they think they're going to have to go on. Yep. Lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Yep. We'll, we'll talk about that retreat uh, a little bit later, but, um, but, but just continue on the... I'm trying. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to finish my thought. Yep. So what was interesting is there's a thing happening in America where basically the judge pool is tainted. Mm-hmm. They were elected by with nefarious intentions, with nefarious agendas, and they're slanted, and they're not taking care of their people's needs, and that's mm-hmm. that's a given. I mean, they're not even shy about that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm tuning into the Lords of Karma, and they were hard on her. And I don't know if they just saw something in her they didn't like, or they had a bias, they had an ego, because the Lords of Karma 
are not in the higher realms, in the lower realms. So they also are um, under the realms of ego. So anyways, the lords of karma were tainted. Yep. And people think that anything of the other realms is is pure. Yeah. And it's not so. Everything in the lower worlds is tainted and polluted at this point. So you um, have to you and, have to get to the higher realms to Okay. So and we, we need to explain that a little bit uh a little bit further so that people can kind of get the really important concept. Right. So but anyway, in the lower worlds even if they're operating at a higher vibration to what we observe in the 3D part of the, you know, the earth human experience, they're still operating in the lower worlds and they operate under the auspices of duality. So um, what separates the lower worlds from the higher, the pure higher realms where you're closest to source? What is that? The, um, the universal mind. For society, it's the universal mind. So the universal mind has been tainted through the collective, like feeding all the lower, lower belief systems in it. Just like just like water gets polluted over a little bit, all these engrams of of what truth is, and and even rhetoric. I mean, just just the um, airwaves are are polluted from the rhetoric. Yeah. It's not meant for truth. It's meant it's got an intention, it's got an agenda, it's got a right. That's good. So um I think what you were telling me off camera when you're uh, relaying this story was that even beings um that may be more advanced than we are at the moment, where you know, where we're at as a collective, mm -hmm. um so even advanced beings that are operating at a sort of higher vibration than what many of us are, many of those that are incarnated are operating at, you're saying that even those are not fully pure and therefore are operating, they're tainted and they have agenda-based structures. Possibly. Yes. So, and and the, therefore, it's really important that if you are sort of tapping into uh, guides and whatever, you want to be tapping into those that are really operating from you know a pure intent, right? Absolutely. And that's another thing. Anyone can come to you in the astral plane, causal mental planes, and because our reference point is so limited with those areas, we'll think that anyone who comes to us is of pure intention. I had a friend um, back in the day whose, whose brother committed suicide and she thought of him as her guardian angel. Mm -hmm. And every time she thought of him, all she wanted to do was go out and, and do weed and eat pizza and drink beer. And she said, I did it for him because he wanted that. And I wanted to help him because he's my guardian angel. No, he's not your guardian angel. He's just there to feed off of you and everything. Can I tell the listener about the dream that I had last night because it is relevant to this topic? About my about me? No. Yeah. Okay, you don't no. want to tell that one. Okay, good. No, I don't. <laughs> All right, that's fine. But but my point is that um I had a dream and I won't I won't relay the dream, but um um you do need to be careful of 
what kind of energies you let into your dreams, even if they seem to be, you know, helpful, they're, they're not necessarily yeah. always that way. Well, I, I, I am really careful of my energy. So that's why I just don't want to share that. But it is important to note that, yeah. you know, as open as I am with doing the energy work, I have to be open. I also have to be vigilant as well. And and you you say how like ruthlessly a bitch I was before you came along and stuff. And I was really hard on people. But that was the protection of the self that I needed to get to this point of helping people. And um, so I still have the need to protect my edges and stuff sometimes. So, mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. But, um, but everyone what else? does. So. Yeah. Oh, so. Um, yeah. No, I had more to say about that. Good. So, um, so I was in this spiritual group, the spiritual group that it started out pure and everything in the sixties, and um, and there seemed to be an energy behind it in the sixties, but then it turned into an organization, and then it became just uh engine to get more followers and everything and it became tainted uh, i mean it, it it was and um so i always wonder i was in that group for 30 years and i wondered about the different levels of consciousness because i learned a lot from from what the adepts taught the the writer of that work but what the adept has told me is like they'd write about the writer would write about his interactions with the adepts and the lords of the different worlds. Mm -hmm. And he said they were ruthless to me. They would take me and rip me apart and and um and and God consciousness or self-realization. It was horrific because I had to be ripped apart, my atoms had to be put back together. It was horrific. Well, what that's great. And he was putting that information out there that everyone was going to have that hard of an experience. Mm -hmm. But what the reader doesn't realize is that that person who wrote those books mm -hmm. was in a very dangerous position. He was in a position to corrupt humanity, like be another Hitler. Mm -hmm. And so the adepts did work with him and they were really hard on him. Mm -hmm. So in his books, he talks about how hard the adepts were on him. And the reader will infer that the adepts will be hard on them. On, that's not on, the case. On the, on the, the reader. general public, yep. Yeah, that's not the case. This individual was being contained. Mm -hmm. And so so I haven't found the adepts to be ruthless like that. They've been very kind and loving to me. Mm -hmm. And it's all a matter of what you need for your own development. But don't mm -hmm. assume that you're going to be ripped apart through the process of self-realization and God-realization that's not necessarily so. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the more of us who go through the process, we make it easier on the rest of individuals because of our love and intentions. So you're paving the way for um, the general ascension process. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that what Jesus was doing too? I mean, taking on karma, he was just taking sin from the world. All he was doing... Uh, he was releasing all this stagnant energy with the portal of his death. And it, and so I had another client recently 
And um, and this one's going up. People can watch this one. It's called Scapegoating Jesus. And it's basically people who do anything, judge people, make laws to hurt people, violate spiritual law, and they think Jesus is going to take away their sins for them. Uh-uh. So the taps in that one is stop scapegoating Jesus. Stop burying Jesus in your karma. Stop stop punishing him for your lack of discipline or your lack of understanding because um spiritual law doesn't work that way and people here in america who are making laws to um to pervert the laws and to like just get themselves elected and are manipulating the ignorant they may not get a come up in, in this lifetime, but they're going to go against the Lords of Karma and they're going to like get in a comeuppance and stuff. And when that happens, it's going to be ruthless for them. It's ruthless because there's no mercy. It's like when I rip off layers, it's like layers that need to come off. It's like ego that needs to be removed so you can be at the love. So you've taught me how to be more gentle when I'm helping people rip off their layers. Mm -hmm. But still, the layers of ego need to come off. Um, so some listeners will find that um, a bit of an oxymoron. So on the one hand, you're saying you don't have to go up against the lords of karma, but now you're saying that there are various people, you know, and you know, millions of people actually on the planet that are, you know, perverting the course of justice in a lot of ways no, that will have their no, moment. I, no, I'm consistent. The people who are making these laws, yep. who are touting spiritual, you know, religious right, whatever, uh -huh. are the same ones who believe in that they're going to sit, are the same ones who won't believe that they can transcend the Lords of Karma. So they will have to sit above them. The people who who are becoming more accountable for their own actions and right. are doing things to outflow and give service and to um, leave a leave a footprint of love instead of hate. They're mm -hmm. the ones who who need to understand that they don't need to go against the Lord go before the Lords of Karma. And they can make retribution now with their actions and their intentions and shifting in consciousness. And that's what we want to infuse in the collective that you keep going to like make laws to judgment and telling people what they need to do with their body and think you're so self-righteous, you're going to get a comeuppance when you cross over and it's not going to be fun. <laughs> and so all, right. all these stupid people on the news who say, you know, we're killing, we're killing we're going to lose followers for this, but we're killing babies. Yeah. If we, um, yeah. All right. If we pull out. Yeah. Okay. Now, so my now my father had to go to confession every time he pulled out because he was killing babies. That's what I'm talking about. All right. What about enough. all the trees and what about all the plants and what about all the seedlings all over the world? So, I mean, they're being desecrated. So the reason I keep looking out the window is that there is literally a dozen of galahs that are grazing on our backyard in, on the lawn. Yep. <laughs> so cool. And they're beautiful. And we've been waiting a while for them to come. Yeah. 
But it's interesting the way that they just graze. I think they're picking out the worms that are, you know, buried under the lawn. Anyway, that's just an aside. The relevant thing about all of this lords of karma and sort of transcending uh, that is that in October, um, in Wodonga, we are running an in-person retreat for two days. It's over three physical days. So there's two half days and one full day. So, you know, effectively two days. Um, and we're calling it the Life Review Retreat. It's an in-person retreat. So um, the whole thing about that retreat is that you get to have a life review in a safe environment over two days so that you don't have to cross over and, you know, learn your lessons, you know, when you cross over. You can you can have that review now and then work with it um, so that you can reset yourself on a path towards your highest purpose. I mean, how cool is that as a retreat idea? So when I had this session, I started to realize because what happens is you put out this intention, this larger than life intention, and then the universe fills it. And that's how we raise consciousness. So we put out this intention to have an understanding review of uh, between lives without having to cross over because that's basically what I do in a session. Mm -hmm. And then we put out there and then we get clients who are terrified of crossing over and, and getting their comeuppance and are terrified of, of retribution and are actually physically making themselves sick. Mm -hmm. And so it's like how beautiful that we can assist in that because we put out an intention that was you know, way out there, way out of mainstream. But that's the exciting thing about the imagination and the creativity. You set that intention way out there yep. and it gets filled. So call to action then. Um, we realize that the majority of the audience is probably not Australian-based at this point, right? Unfortunately, that's the reality. So um, the majority of people that are listening to this or will listen to this probably won't be from Australia. And so therefore their participation in this in-person retreat, which is going to be held in Wodonga, Australia, is a real commitment. But so here's the call to action. If this is in any way exciting to you, then put the intention out there to participate. Find the way to make it make your way here. I know it's a big commitment. It's, you know, it's a big travel for a lot of people, you know, particularly from North America and Europe. Um, but there's some real benefit in coming. And um if you can yeah. put the commitment out there and just allow the universe to just make it happen, then that is an amazing, it's an, it's an amazing demonstration of manifesting through a commitment and allowing the universe to backfill Absolutely. the details. So you put a strong intention out there to come and then you let the heaven and earth move around that intention and to open up the pathway for you to get here. And <clears throat> I'd like to hear each pe person's story when they get there because it's all going to be unique that way if they choose to do that. Absolutely. Um, there are some conferences that I've participated in over a couple of decades where the conference convener would always run a little bit of a competition to see who had to go through, jump through the you know the biggest 
hoops and hurdles to get there. In other words, travel the longest distance. And um, so that's always really interesting is to hear people, you know, how did you get to come to this retreat at this point in time? Um, so, so I'd really encourage as many people as possible to put the intention out there and, and actively plan to participate. It's on the 21st to the 23rd of October. So you've got, um, uh, you've got about three months to plan and to act on it. But um, the point is that, you, you know, you need to come as quick as you can commit to doing it, put the action plan in, you know, get your travel plan sorted, get everything, you know, sorted and whatever. And, Along those lines, um, on Wednesday, 7 p.m. New York time, we're going to be holding a Zoom call to um, talk about planning for that event. So if anyone's interested, um, jump onto Eventbrite, eventbrite.com, uh, search for Genuine Healing. You'll find the event there. You can register for it and all the details to join it will be there. So do that. It'll be a great resource. Great. Eventbrite. So event, E-V-E-N-T, and then B-R-I-T-E dot com, eventbrite.com. Because there's another one that's spelled bright. Sure. So eventbrite.com. So Eventbrite is an event management platform. So that's what we're using to handle all of the logistics of all of these events that we're um, creating out there. And by the way, when you do go onto Eventbrite, um, click the follow Genuine Healing button because then you'll get notified of all of the upcoming events. And we're hosting a lot of upcoming events, so we're really active. Yeah, babies, you're doing good work. Thank you, babies. Anything else you want to say on the the spiritual topic? Um, no? no, that's good. No, we've covered it from quite a few angles, so it's it was a good. Um, I'm glad we did this, Jen's gems. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Please do the usual like, share, subscribe, comment, but particularly share. Um, love to catch you on our next podcast. And bye for now. Bye for now.